I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'll show you mine. Warning, this podcast may contain filter-free oversharing, parenting fails, carb loading, more vodka than soda, and many, many Tom Hardy references. As a one television family... I'm currently trying to find shows that the small one and I can watch together. Trust me when I say it is such a struggle. He's not one for The Handmaid's Tale. And if I have to watch one more sodden episode of Uncle Grandpa, Pizza Steve, in case you're reading or listening to this, I really hate you. And that TV remote may go through the screen. So at the moment, we're trying to find some middle ground when it comes to TV shows. The list so far is made up of Bondi Rescue, The 7.30 Report, Actually, the small one watched the magnificent Lee Sales tear shreds off Clive Palmer and he was hooked. He was like, what's this show, mum? And I was like, it's the news, I told him. Anyway, he also quite likes Would I Lie to You? And we both love Location, Location, Location. I mean, who doesn't love Phil and Kirsty? As well as these shows, I found that we're watching a lot of Funny Fail shows. Now, for those of you that don't know what a Funny Fail show is... Basically, they are video clips of people and animals stacking themselves. Now, as much as they aren't necessarily my bag, you sit down on the sofa and you get sucked in. And before you know it, you're laughing at some poor two-year-old or hamster as they fall down the stairs or get smacked in the face by a swing. Anyway, on the weekend, we were watching one of the Funny Fail shows. I think it was a cat special. And I sat there and I thought, if I was a Funny Fail show, what would my top five be made out of? What would my most embarrassing moments be? So, ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, there is no video footage of the uh, next five uh, worst moments of my life that I can share. But through the power of speech and words and an interpretive dance, I've compiled them for you. Coming in strong at number five, I call this one the school disco. It was the end of year disco for the under 12s and it was being held at the Porthcourt Pavilion. Now, all of the schools in the area were going along before we broke up for the summer holidays. It was also the last time I was going to see Anthony Jones before he left our primary school for the comprehensive. I loved him. He had the face of an angel. He didn't know that I loved him. He also didn't know I cut out a photo of him from the Glamorgan Gazette and had it stuck on my wall. But I had. He was my first proper love. Proper love. Now, I had my outfit planned weeks out from the disco and I'd almost perfected my dance moves in the bedroom mirror. I was so excited walking into the pavilion on the night of the disco. There was big hair everywhere, wall-to-wall puffball skirts and the 80s hits were pumping. I mean, it was the 80s after all. And in typical under-12s behavioural patterns, the dance floor was segregated. Boys on one side and girls on the other. Girls were dancing together in circles and most of the boys were sat on chairs watching the more adventurous boys running and doing skids on their knees. Cut to the song. Frankie by Sister Sledge kicked in and I made my move. 
Anthony and I locked eyes as I walked across the no-man's-land bit of the dance floor towards him. We didn't take our eyes off each other. And then suddenly, there I was, right in front of him. Anthony, would you like to dance? I said over the Sister Sledge music. No, he replied. My heart sank, my cheeks flushed bright red, and I had to bite my lip to stop myself from crying as I made the long, lonely walk across the dance floor. Looking back, I realised what a terrible song Frankie would have been to dance to, and maybe Angel Face would have said yes if Duran Duran had been playing. Uh, now, as a footnote, I would like to say, uh, so that Anthony doesn't get trolled for his danceful crimes against me and humanity, he has mentioned on many occasions he did regret saying no, and that it was due to peer pressure and not my hair at the time. Ladies and gentlemen, coming in hot at number four, picking up your holiday snaps. Now, for some of you listening, you may never have experienced the Kodak moment. Back before mobile phones, if you wanted to take a photo, you needed a camera and a roll of film. Growing up in the UK, we always went to Boots the Chemist to get our films developed. We'd just come back from a school trip to Switzerland, one of the only overseas trips I think our comprehensive ever did. It was so much fun. Well, apart from being on a coach for 18 hours and Jason Bishop singing the Smith songs at full pelt every time it looked like one of us might go to sleep... Now, this trip is where my love affair with the purple cow, a.k.a. Milk of Chocolate, began. But best of all, on this trip, I snogged a really hot boy at an ice skating disco. There was another school from the UK in a Swiss town at the same time, and we all ended up together at this rink. Now, I don't remember his name, because I was a, I was probably, probably only 13, so we're going way back. But I remember all the girls thought he was hot, and he had hair exactly like Rick Astley. We swapped addresses and we had a photo taken together. So you can imagine as soon as I got home, I could not wait to get up to Boots to get the film in and developed. Now is probably a good time to confess to something I used to do when I was younger. And no judging. But back in the day, I used to dry my front bits with a hairdryer. I'm not proud, but at the same time, it was a quick way to dry yourself and it actually felt quite nice. And as a footnote, remember, this was the 80s, way before Sex in the City, and no one knew what a Brazilian was at that point. Anyway, back to the trip in Switzerland. I was sharing a room with a couple of girls on the trip who were my close mates and were both across my coiffured ways. What I didn't realise was on one of the days mid-dry and my eyes were probably closed as I was enjoying the moment... They took a photo of me in action using my camera. So, rewind back to Paul's call and being at Boots the Chemist. Now, in those days, where your film was developed was the same place that you picked them up from. I was wondering why the young man behind the counter had a slight smirk on his face. And then, as I quickly rushed to go through the photos to see Rick Astley hair, I came across that photo and I realised exactly why he was smirking. I didn't keep that photo funnily enough, but the pic on the blog will show you that uh, I think I probably went the same colour as my top, bright red. I got mum to pick up my Kodak moments after that. Right, we're getting to the medal podium bit as we hit number three. What would Walt think? I was on holiday in Europe and the ex and I decided to go to Euro Disney just outside Paris. It was an overcast day, but hey, how can you be grey when you're hanging out with Mickey and Minnie and all of their goofy mates? The grey, overcast, turned to rain, and we bought the obligatory yellow plastic ponchos. 
Now, at some point, I went to the loo and had a quick restroom stop before we carried on queuing with all of the masses for the various rides. Sometime later, an elderly lady tapped me on the shoulder and quietly whispered that I had toilet paper coming out of my jeans. Now, just to clarify, when I'd had the pit stop, it was a number one, thankfully, and not a number two. But because I'm an overwiper, I'd probably use close to a third of a roll of toilet paper. And so there was a third of a roll of toilet paper hanging out of the back of the poncho on my jeans. Now, I'm hoping that most people took me for one of those people in the suits and maybe I look like Tigger from Winnie the Pooh with my tail flapping around. But sadly, I don't think they did. Close but no cigar at number two. Cheese graters are best in the kitchen. Actually, this happened on the same trip as the Tigger incident. We just arrived at Charles de Gaulle Airport in Paris and I needed to go to the toilet. I was wearing a lovely patterned floaty silk dress with lots of fabric. We checked in and we were queuing to go through the passport control. The airport was heaving with people and everyone stressed out in airports and ugh. Anyway, my ex was in front of me and there was a big, big lineup of people behind me. We were queued up for ages and everyone was getting impatient. Finally, we get through passport control and we're in the duty-free area. I walked past a beautiful, immaculately dressed French woman who was offering a spray of whatever the latest fragrance was. As I passed her, she tapped me on the shoulder and said in her beautiful accent, which I don't think I'm going to try and do a French accent, so I'm just going to do my accent. She said, excuse me, but your dress is caught up at the back. Now that's what she said, but what she meant was your dress is tucked into your undies and everyone can see one of your bum cheeks. So on the one sodding day, I decide to wear a G-banger in my opinion, the cheese graters of lingerie, my dress gets caught in it and half of France got a flash. Fair to say I went Bridget Jones after that every time I travelled and I wore a really full brief. Dun, da, 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 da. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the moment you have all been waiting for, minus the shitload of TV adverts, number one, this is for you, Spike. It was the 90s and it was when the whole rave scene was at its peak. Two van loads of us left Porthcawl for Universal, a festival in Bath. Sasha was playing and he was the undisputed king of the decks. We were so excited. Dancing in a field with hundreds of thousands of strangers for hours on end. What's not too excited about? Now, as I said, it was the 90s and catsuits were a popular choice for the ladies. Catsuits, sneakers and colourful beads. I look back and this was a fashion choice I probably should have avoided like the plague. I mean, back then I had decent legs, but my middle area really didn't need to be accentuated in black lycra. That was all right, though, because I could tie my top around the middle to hide my wobbly bits. The other thing about a catsuit that isn't ideal is you need to take it all off to go to the loo. As this particular style had a low back, you couldn't even wear a bra. Now, I would never do that now as gravity has taken hold, but this was the 18-year-old me and my boobs were exactly where they should be. Back to the festival. There were portaloos set up in a half circle, just like you'd see at festivals and concerts now. The queues got pretty gnarly, but if you timed your loo visit about 10 minutes before you were really desperate, you'd be in a cubicle just in time. As you can imagine, toilets in a festival got pretty grubby, so there was no way that you could sit on the seat. So there I am in the cubicle. I was standing, half hovering over the loo, catsuit down round my knees. Then the door swung open. Obviously, I hadn't fastened the lock properly. 
I don't know who screamed louder, me or the raver whose hands were on the door handle. There I was, basically stark bollock naked for him and everyone queuing to see. Oh, it was like that moment Spike swings open the door in the movie Notting Hill to a throng of media wearing only his undies. Except I wasn't even wearing undies. Oh, I stayed in the cubicle for what seemed like hours, waiting for everyone who might have caught a glimpse of my public shaming to have long gone. I still cringe when I think back to that night. And I'd like to apologise to the raver who has no doubt needed years of therapy to wipe that image from his mind. Thanks for coming. If you'd like more, be sure to subscribe. Visit me at katherinemahoney.com or check me out on socials at Catherine Mahoney. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.